following is a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech, featuring a weekly roundup of tech news and gossip. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host of Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down nerd culture tech news. Excuse me, nerd culture and tech news from a black and brown key perspective. I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined as always by my man Achilles Shine. Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Um, Living life. Glad it's Friday, man. Friday. It's still sunny and, and hot. So yeah, cow, man. It is. It's, it's, hot. it's way hot. Too hot for man, the fall. We triple digits today, yeah. I think. Yeah, we are. Uh, uh, global warming is not a hoax. Uh, I'm joined in the booth by the lovely Alexis Torres. Hi, everybody. Hi, did you guys like the song that I picked? I do. I smell I you. Miss, yeah. I, I miss the two of you. It's just the so. two of us. Aww. That's why I did it. Oh, we can make it if we try. <laughs> just nice. two of us. <laughs> you and I. That's so nice. And Akili. Uh, <laughs> Damn, she pushed you out. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, so let's talk about this week. I am. We, we, we're going to get to some pop culture stuff, some James Bond and, and the Martian, which I can't wait to talk about because I love the Martian. Was dope. And uh, and some science and stuff in there. But before that, we'll get into our normal tech news. Yeah. And I want to talk about this new thing that uh, Campbell's is doing. Um, as you, as you can see, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see it on the screen. Uh, they're doing this Amazon's voice control system, which, uh, Alexa. The Alexa. Yeah. Nice name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> do you remember that? Uh, the irony here is, do you remember that weird Progresso soup commercial? Yes. When the guy's in the, in the, uh, in the kitchen and they do that stupid thing where they pull a string can, a string a can. Yeah, yeah. And like they can the, talk. The wire telephone. Yeah. Thing, like, yeah. I'm going to talk to Progresso and get to talk to the chef at Progresso. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, probably one of the most just ridiculously dumb campaigns ever. <laughs> Well, hey, Campbell's. They made you remember it. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, they did their job. Well, they did like five of those commercials. I'm like, the, what's with the string and the can? Really? Bring it back. But Campbell's <laughs> actually doing that in real life because you can press a button and, and, and talk and get some recipes from yeah. your soup. Uh, is, is, what do you think of technology, Keely? I mean, I think it's cool. For the, for, for the, for Amazon, I think it's great because they're trying to figure out other ways, again, to keep people in their ecosystem. So, like, hey, if you're buying products already, why not give additional content that will, you know, keep right. you enriched and engaged? And I think it's good for, for both because it's now it's it's I mean, aside from people buying the actual food product, people also gravitate to Campbell because of the recipes. And right. so for, for them to be able to populate the recipes through the channel of Amazon, I think is smart. And so, yeah, sy- synergizing both of those things happening and then trying to trying to uh, amplify that to other products I think is a great move for Amazon again re- I think it's revolutionary right I, I, I agree I mean it's, it's really it's, it's interesting technology um, I think it's it's, it's a good I mean, it's the ultimate brand integration it's it talks speaks to you know Amazon being a place that doesn't really make stuff well they do make they make some stuff they make the fire and the Kindle and whatever right, right, right. but they don't really make like so they, they sell stuff right? right so how do they so they're the ultimate sort of opportunity to be the ultimate brand in integrator and aggregator because yeah. they can have, they can have these deals and things with stuff that they sell. Yeah. 
you know, through Amazon Fresh or books or everything else, and that then that's fantastic. So I, yeah. I, I, really, I really like this a lot. Uh, Alexis, would you use it at all? Yeah. I mean, I know how a lot of people nowadays are using, like, their phones to look up recipes and stuff like that. Like, Siri, can you give me a simple uh, recipe for chicken or something like that? Right. So I feel like, you know, if Amazon can get into that game, I feel like it's great. And I, I always want – I actually want to know if this is actually going to be a good product or yeah. not. Since right. everyone's just like, oh, it's just a – smaller version of Siri but in a Bluetooth like speaker or whatever and I was like oh, right. I mean I don't know it seems interesting it does seem interesting we'll yeah. see uh, next this is a story built for you Alexis but this is also something we've been talking about which is not a news flash uh, at all There's a, uh, you know, we're talking about a new study that says by 2025 um, half of the consumers over 22 won't pay for cable. Uh, the cord nevers, like, they're not going anywhere. The cord nevers are here, and yep. they're just going to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. And, again, we talked about this before. This reminds me a lot of the record industry, like the, the, the people in the record industry, like, really holding on and fighting, on, fighting you know, uh, streaming and, and digital and fighting, you know, that whole system, the ecosystem, the way things are now. And I feel like it's stupid. Yeah, and and and, and, and you know, I feel like the television industry is doing is doing the same thing, and it's kind of futile. They need to, the cable industry rather. They need to just get on board and realize that traditional television is going the way of the record store, and yeah. there's new ways to consume and, and, and the CD, the CD, the actual CD, vinyl in the record store. Uh, TV shows are going and are going the way of that as our networks, and there's just different models out there. Totally. So. Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I, you, you, we, we've, t- we've beat this to death a thousand times. Obviously, Alexis, you don't really, you, you mean, do have cable. You, I do, do have, I do have cable. Like right now, I'm actually house sitting or cat sitting for somebody, so uh-huh. they don't have any electronics because they're they're a little they're older they're an older couple, right? Like into their sixties, they're retired and they're traveling right now. Right. So I house sit for them, and I'm always on my computer. And then I, when I have friends over, they're like, "Oh, do you want to watch TV?" And then we're just channel surfing, and it's like, "Oh, there's nothing mm-hmm. here. Let's put on Netflix." Let's yep. Put on Amazon, you know, instant or whatever, and that's all we usually do is just play. You know, we use streaming devices. Like I was on HBO Now the whole time. I just signed yep. up for that. So. Right. Yep. Uh, what do you think? Akira? I mean, I, I think it draws me to to a Chinese proverb that says, "When there's a windstorm, some will run for shelter, others will build a windmill." And I feel like a lot yeah. of the the cable. That's a great. Um, Line. My, my mom uses that all the time. Man, Chinese, sure. bro. A lot of Chinese. the a lot of the uh, traditional networks, cable networks, whatnot. They they are running for shelter, and I think they have to learn how to innovate because it's. You just look at the numbers. You look at the stats. Like as time progresses forward, like those numbers of the the, the cable the the cable the cord nevers is going to increase, and the more uh, the more time that people are are watching content on their cell phone or on their tablet is going to increase. So they can't just be like, well, I'm going to stick with just the traditional way. We're going to do it th- this way. No, you have to force yourself to innovate or you're going to be left out. You're, you will lose. You'll right. be run over. Right. And so I think that's what's definitely going to happen for some, for some networks. But I mean, like ad- Facebook, Twitter, they're going to be TV, TV companies right. like right. in the future. Right. And we're going to be watching TV literally on our phone all the time. Right. That's what I foresee. Should we admire the fact that they don't want to budge, or do you think that it's just a real stupid move? Oh, they really should just get on stupid. it. Stupid. I mean, I, I, I it, it, again, the the, the 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 proverb says it all. Like either find shelter or build windmills, and I feel like you know you, you got to be in the business of building windmills. Like you, you, it's, it's innovate or die. Like the whole the whole like sticking right. you know sticking to your guns is only only you know uh, is only admirable when it's not. 
idiotic. Right. <laughs> that's what that's just what I wanted to know because I know some people are like, oh, you know, good for you. I'm glad that you're sticking with your with your gut or whatever. Right. So I just I just wanted to pick your brains about that. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's dumb. Uh, but what's not dumb is speaking of, speaking of innovator innovator die or like building windmills. I think Hulu's done a great job of that because they're they're they've. Uh, Expanding their Viacom deal, they have a deal with Viacom, who you know owns Comedy Central and MTV and a bunch of others. They expand their Viacom deal to exclusively stream um, inside Ch- Amy Schumer and other shows. Why I'm this so is excited. why this is news is because one of the main criticisms of these streaming services like Netflix and Hulu for the networks is the loss of their brand identity. So when you are a show like the Americans on FX, once it goes to Netflix in five years, six years from now, ten years from now, FX who? Exactly. It's the Americans on Netflix. I didn't even think you know, about that, there is no, yeah, you never think like like the kids who are watching like Prison Break, they don't know that was Fox show. People are still watching yeah, Prison but Break. Like, oh my, you, but, Prison Break's one of Netflix's number one shows. But Shut it doesn't up, even dude. matter now. Seriously. Like watching it on FX, I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm watching it because it's on FX. Right. Who cares? You're right. watching it because it's interesting to you and emotionalizes you. It doesn't matter who where the where the home is. Well, it doesn't matter to you, but it matters to, to the, the network. It definitely matters to the network who's trying to build build a brand and identity right. off the kind of shows that they have, the, the, the type of shows they right. have. They're also trying to get advertisers and, and viewers to come to their network for the type of shows they have. Right. And then also when they when they this is why networks now are in the business of producing their own shows. It used to be if you're a network, it was fine if like, you know, Fox will produce a show and I'll air it on my network, a la uh Modern Family yep. or Fox produces Homeland and they'll, they'll, the Showtime can have it. Yep. But when that show goes into when someone else buys that show, Showtime's gone. That's right. And Fox is just collecting that check, That's you right. know, for Homeland. So it's very important for these studios now to own what to, 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 to own what they do, what they have. So when it goes to other places, we still they have, keep it. Yeah. Exactly. But what this, what, but why this is cool for Hulu is what they're saying is they're going to ex- if they if they can get in the business of exclusively streaming um, certain shows, so we know that you can only find it here on Hulu, and they're acknowledging these are Vi- this is their deal with Viacom. Right. Then it becomes and they're and Hulu is totally great about having their keeping the Comedy Central logo around yeah. and keeping branding there around. Hulu's like that's cool. Like yeah. even this in, even this well the screenshot I'm looking at the Comedy Central logo is in, in, in the in the bottom corner. The, right. little, the bug is there. So still have the bug, and you can still search by by, right. by network by network, which versus Netflix, Netflix you no, cannot do. Yeah. No, you type in FX and, that, and uh, nothing comes it, up. Well, right. The movie FX. So that's it. So interesting. I, I, I like what Hulu's doing there uh, for sure. Uh, moving on, speaking of communications and, 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 young, and young folks, um, it, it, it's, it's another study that talks about emojis are the preferred communication amongst everyone. Nope, nope. Honey bunches and nope. nope. Really? 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 You're out because look. I think it's so stupid. Man, you can, ev- anybody can send their hate to me and they can do it through emoticons. Right. I don't give a fuck, but like. No, like I think it's so dumb when I see like my brother sitting there and they're only using emoticons to to, to communicate to their friends. I'm just like, what is L- happening? Let me give you some numbers, Alexis. Thirty percent of people use emojis several times a day. Thirty three percent use it several times a week. You know, oh so and then the rest is you know fifteen percent sometimes a month, and you know, and then and I mean I don't think it's solely using it. I no. mean it's integrating it with your normal form of right. communication. No, that's fine. That's fine if you can like sprinkle it into your text. That's okay. Yeah. I don't mind that. I'm but talking I, about like people who literally do not use words. Wow. Like, that's what my brothers are doing. That's what makes me so upset is that they do not use words. It's just emoticons. That's pretty profound. But it's yeah. not just. Another stat shows it's not just between under, uh, people under twenty five. Like I've seen seventy two percent of all under twenty five people use um, are frequent users of emojis 75% of people 25 29 so really it's that 25 29 really? and not just that really it's mostly it. women oh, wow. that use it yes. 
that yes. my mom is starting to 84% slowly percent of do women. it, and right. she's in her 40s, so she's just, yeah. I was just like, what? And she's like, I think it's adorable, and I'm like, no. But <laughs> I, I think it's awesome because it saves time. You could you could really say a lot with, with yeah, that one symbol mom, versus having to type, you know, a phrase yeah. or a sentence. See, I'm one of those people that likes to write a novel to people because I'm right. weird, so yeah. Well, one of the, well, um, I want to transition into something that I'm thinking about too because you know uh, I want to talk about DraftKings again because obviously we 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 talk about fantasy football all the time because I love it and there was a game yesterday and, and we love DraftKings here obviously and uh, you know DraftKings if you love fantasy football and you don't want to have wait 16 weeks to get paid and you don't want to you know have the whole the thrill of fantasy football without waiting throughout the whole season and you just want to dip in and dip out DraftKings is the way to go uh, you can either, either a highly skilled guy who wants to really get in there and pick their players and know what they're doing like or, myself. or or the casual player who just like you know wants to, I just, I'll, I'll just pick a bunch of players and see what happens it's easy no matter what you want to do the thing about DraftKings they drop a new millionaire every single week every week they drop they make a new millionaire um, it's like you take your uh, love for fantasy football it can turn into a life changing payday which is fantastic uh, you pick your players you get points that's it it's super easy I've done it I do it what we're offering here is obviously if you want to try it out, you can uh, go to DraftKings.com now. Use the promo code GEEK. You can play uh, free for a shot at the $1 million in this week's um, Millionaire Matchmaker event. Uh, you can enter GEEK for free entry now at DraftKings.com. Uh, that's DraftKings.com. I mean, it's still happening. It's still cracking. This happens every single week. You also get on it. Yeah, I just won money recently. See? On the DraftKings, and I used our code and everything. See? My, I, I, I'm wow, friend, my, friend, yeah, my uh, friend Ray is, like, stacking on DraftKings right now. Getting your checks. Yep. Yeah. I got, like, a... Like hundred and ten dollars off my last one. Wow. Okay. Yeah. okay. Take us yeah. out to lunch. Stack I mean, it. I would love to. <laughs> Rack stacker. Okay. I'm gonna send you an emoji. <laughs> send you a dollar sign emoji. Winky face. A winky sign. face dollar sign. <laughs> uh, chicken plate. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> All right. So uh, moving forward, I want actually. I think I want to skip. What, what's is, what's next? Is this what, what, what's, uh, what's our next story? This is the. I think it's the Africa story. I uh, Facebook. No, NASA. This is okay. a NASA story, you know? Yeah, I have to skip that one. Do, do you, because I don't have the Want to talk about Lex Luthor? No. Oh, is that next? Why is that next? That's what's on my That's what's on my list, too. Oh, okay. We can talk about Lex. It don't matter, man. We can rap about whatever, man. Okay. You know what I'm saying, man? <laughs> <laughs> Africa, Lex Luthor, Lex. doesn't matter. Oh, oh, I see what happened. Uh, Facebook. Okay, yeah. So, Lex, uh, well, you know, New York Comic Con just happened. That was a lot, a lot of things were cracking in New York Comic Con. And I know. I have all my friends sending me stuff from Comic Con. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's, it's something that's funny because I never... Ever go to uh, New York Comic Con? Yeah. yeah, like I like never even think about it, and never would go. But although it's it, it's something that is growing, is never. I say well, never, but it's not anywhere near where yeah. San Diego is. No. Uh, but it is growing, and it also becomes a place now, increasingly becoming a place where, like San Diego. Um, you, you get to launch your movies, uh, yeah. and you get to launch a lot of your, your things outside of, uh, comic That's right. books. That's right. And so there's a lot of promotion going into the, uh, 2016's Batman versus Superman, including a cool thing they did where Lex Luthor yeah. was able to provide attendees with, uh, so cool. with, uh, free internet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think, I think it's a really cool thing. That was a great way to brand the movie. That's a Lex great. Luthor, Lex Luthor would actually do that. Sure. And it's yeah. a great way I mean, to collect people's information. Yeah. Le- yes. That was yeah. The other thing was, and, I was like, mm. And they're doing a lot with this whole LexCorp thing and like, you know, really like the, there's LexCorp profiles showing up different places mm-hmm. and there's, you, it's, it's a lot, a lot of cool stuff that's happening. I don't know. What do you think about something? I mean, I definitely think it's cool. I like the brand integration. Yeah. The integration of, you know, going to an experiential, um, thing where you 
you know, face with all different forms of content, whatever. And now you you are actually a part of the movie in in a sense. Like you feel like you are in, engaging on a different level. So I, I like how they did that. It's, I think it's a cool way again to collect information because now your emails in their their database that can send you maybe promotional things or whatever. And also you got you got free Wi Fi. Right. I think it's dope. I like the uh, I like the, the the response. It's like you know, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Free free Wi Fi will be provided in the Jarvis Center by LexCorp, and then, like the whole thing so is like cool. LexCorp unites humanity through technology. Yeah. We believe technology is, is is a means for communication, unification, and a source of inspiration. To access the Wi Fi at the Jarvis Center, connect to LexCorp uh, from available list. You will automatically be redirected to LexCorp Wi Fi. Uh, you know, blah 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 blah. Together, we can help build a better world. I love that experience. Things like, wow, thanks, Lex. But yeah. then you know that Lex is, you know, evil uh, doer. Right. Yeah, so yeah. that's kind of cool. Well, did anybody actually talk about if the Wi-Fi was even good? No, I mean, I hope it was good because LexCorp loves to have some. <laughs> well, some that's why I was thinking from a geek's perspective. I was like, uh, is it good? Because yeah. Lex is, you know, he's uh, high, he's high brand, that's high a good, brow. That's a good right. thing you bring up, though. I mean, another note is that when you have like these large scale events where a lot of people are in one place, right? Like the Wi Fi usually is terrible, it's absolutely and so I I do wonder if, if if it was actually good if they if they incorporated the infrastructure to be able to have like seamless, fast mm-hmm. connectivity. You know? Yeah. Right. I think it would be cool because then maybe that we can find out who's actually helping out with that, and then they can keep branding that as LexCorp eventually, and then you can be like, who's actually LexCorp? And then maybe they can, <laughs> I don't know, maybe they'll get more attention after the movie comes out or something. I don't know. Hey. Uh, we can go back to the, the NASA thing. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I found um, uh, NASA plans to save the world. Yeah, because it's so. Yeah, you know, one of the things I, I do I do worry about this. I don't know why, but like you know, since you, you worry know, about a lot of things. I do know. I do worry about this. I do worry about a lot, I ain't got a lot no of things. Worries. But, I know you don't. Uh, I got no worries. Hakuna uh, Matata, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> I worry about ever since Deep Impact and obviously uh, Armageddon uh, in the nineties. <laughs> in the nineties, there's there's just two competing asteroids are going to slam against the Earth and ruin the Earth, you know, and kill us all, uh, you know, uh, things. There's been a couple more movies in that after that, but this is kind of a real thing, and so NASA has been working on this. They have a real plan of of, uh, of to save us if this is coming. Too, and it doesn't involve shooting a bunch of oil riggers up to <laughs> land a space shuttle on an asteroid and, and, and dynamite it. Right. Uh, but, uh, which is, it's a solid plan. This one involves basically one satellite going to assess, you know, wh- you know, what's happening with the collect data on the asteroid, and then another rocket will come and slam right into it. Uh, it's like a battering ram. Um, it's the asteroid impact and deflection assessment satellite will go up first, and then NASA oh, will slam another thing into it. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I think I, like it's, it. I think it's awesome. They're able to calculate um, because of the sun. You know, everything has a gravitational pull towards the sun, which creates an orbit. So they're able to calculate the speed of these asteroids, which is about twelve miles per second. Right. So their thinking is they can calculate the orbit, and they can they can posit when it might hit Earth or it might come close to Earth. So hey, if we can move or slow down or speed up, you know the the asteroid by knocking something into it or creating a force that will knock it kind of off its course. Which will then miss Earth. I think that's very smart, and we've seen that um, in The Martian. Yep. That type, that type of thinking, and I think we saw it in uh, Interstellar. Yeah. Um, so it's real science. It's yep. dope, and just the timing, mean, the mathematics that's involved when you're able to, from Earth, look into space and calculate the speed of something moving twelve miles per second. Yeah, a second. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. And then send something up into space that will, you know. 
but mess is, up its course. Yeah. This is what why we have NASA in the first place to deal with the kind of stuff that like that. Because I, I mean, I'm I'm in so much shock, Akili, that you were able to um, to know all that. Because in my brain, I'm like, those are just a bunch of numbers. I don't know. what I'm that an means. astrophysicist. Well, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think it's really cool that we're deciding to do like this weird like bunting effect of trying to make sure that this asteroid doesn't you know destroy our planet. So I, I find that very interesting, and Super I think NASA for that because yeah. that's that's hard work. Cool. Um, I agree. Uh, can we talk about Facebook satellite? Do we have that? Yeah. Okay. So Facebook is launching a satellite now to beam internet to Africa. Uh, Why? This is, well, because this is part of like, you know, we talked, we, they talked about before the idea of their, the drones, you know, they were having these drones that were going to, um, they were balloons. Kill us all. Well, no, the first we're gonna do, Facebook was doing the drones. They, they, they uh, Zuckerberg bought the fleet of drones, and he was going to make the drones fly over and and, and, and d- kill d- us all. Well, yeah, that's what I say. Ultimately, they'll kill us all. But for now, they're flying over to give Wi-Fi to the un, un, you know to to areas that don't have it. Oh, now great. it's the idea of doing satellite to give into Africa. Which uh, the idea is, if you give these uh, impoverished nations and people the technology to be able to to, to share, if you build and it, talk, they will come. then it, it it will you know. I mean, look, the information technology world, or, or even what we do via cell phones is responsible for like one third of our GDP. So, you know, the people who without that are really missing out. So I think that this is an opportunity for him to to, to do that. Uh, yeah, it's an opportunity for him, you know, again, for his world domination. Yep. I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's smart. He's Alex Luthor. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's smart um, in the sense that you have major cities in, in Africa um, major world cities in Africa that I mean populations that are higher than any city here in America so and to think that you know the infrastructure in obviously in remote places there is none so yeah to have a satellite in space that can now give people the access to information to be able to use their imagination and, and go through an exploratory process of finding finding different things that are happening in the world and kind of like uh, remove the isolation I guess if you can say I think is a good thing so um, access is always great, and I, I think I appreciate the story because of that. Is providing uh, information access to people that may may never have it. You know, so. right? I agree. Good, 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 good for Luther and Zuckerberg. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about something that I'm loving still is and it's this little movie called The Martian. All right, so I haven't seen it. So okay, don't do too spoiler much. Spoiler alert. Okay, all oh, spoiler alert. He, he gets stuck on Mars. No, <laughs> seriously? Di- no, he dies. At the Spoiler end. alert! I knew it. They all die, right? Yeah. Everyone dies. <sighs> but he, but he yeah. gets rebirthed into a Martian. Oh, uh. well, that's cool. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, but no, I, I've heard really good things about it. Everyone's been telling me that this movie is fantastic. The cinematography is breathtaking. Like it's it's supposed to be like there's suspense, there's action, you cry, whatever. Like so, I'm very excited. I'm seeing it tomorrow. Well, you should see it. I well, the thing you know, the thing about the Martian is it is and was. A uh, a book, you know, it was a, yeah. it was a self-published mm. book, and not that, exactly, no, not exactly. It started as an e-book and e-book. wasn't completed, and it was right. it was free on Amazon. Right, it was like a few chapters. It yeah. wasn't completed, and because it got a lot of traction, I mean, he completed it, and then he began to sell it, and then became a New York Times bestseller, and wow. then 
it was you know transformed into a Quite screenplay, right? And now a movie. And it was, but but it's keeping that just from its humble beginnings. Speaking to to, to this guy's voice, it became a New York Times bestseller, which is one thing. But it also became one of the most popular audiobooks of all time. The right. audiobook really? of The Martian is supposed to be amazing. If you, if you know audiobooks, I guess the way that story is told. Do the we way, know who uh, narrates it? I don't remember. I, can I think find it's out. Morgan Freeman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the uh, Martian. <laughs> That's my Morgan Freeman. That was the worst <laughs> Morgan Freeman ever. It's not good. I'm just uh, it's not good. But uh, so there's uh, there's that. So then obviously the screenplay, uh, really Scott directed, uh, Matt Damon stars. It's got a fantastic cast of supporting people, which include Jeff Daniels and. What did Matt uh, Damon do? Huh? How did Matt Damon do? Oh, he's Matt Damon. He was dope. Well, I mean, because some people have been saying he's been getting a lot of heat in the press. He's got a lot of heat in the press lately for for a couple of things. Uh, but not for acting. But not no, for but acting. not for acting. But I'm just asking, just in general, how did he do? Uh, I mean, Matt Damon is dope. Right. He could, he, he's one of my guys. He could do no wrong, in my opinion. I, I, I believe him every time. I, you know, school teacher, sure. Super spy, perfect. It's you know? I think, I think what's dope <laughs> about this movie is that. I guess in Hollywood, Mars films aren't successful. Right, they, it's yeah. hard to get them greenlit. Yeah. Like, I mean, the last few films about Mars, tanked. John Carter on Mars, exactly tanked. That's completely <laughs> so, different for, uh, for them to be able to. Even, know, but, but, but even with Mars in the title, exactly. is like a loser. Exactly, I know. Hollywood looks at those stupid really statistics like right. that. Go ahead. I mean, because you got to think Martian. like there's, I mean. For the course of the movie, it's just him, you know. Yeah. Like he's carrying the movie. It's I'll almost I'll like Castaway. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, I think, I think for those reasons, like the technology, which we could probably discuss in a bit, I think was spot on for the most part. And I just think the acting, like he was able to create, you know, he was able to draw you in, and you felt emotionalized by it. That yo, this dude is on the planet all by himself, right? Like. I think it's dope. Here's the two things I love about this movie, aside from the, the you know, the, the execution, the acting, the, all the acting was great, all the execution was great, it was well directed, well acted, all that good stuff. But what I loved about the movie, two things are the message. Number one, that the heroes in this movie are all sort of scientists. This movie's a, this movie's a big, fat commercial for NASA. scientists. NASA, science, and engineering. Yeah. For, for STEM, really, really, right? Yeah. It's a big, huge commercial for that because all, the whole movie is like, we have a problem. Let's work the problem. Let's figure it out. But it's done in a way that's like realistic with with like JPL nerds, like who are really looking like JPL nerds. Are you guys going to go to JPL this weekend since it's opening up again? Uh, I don't know, uh, no, but maybe I will now. The wow. Martian may want me, may want me to, to go. To your point, I like I like that that we are in a time where. Like we don't have to just have movies that are just action based right. or movies that are very niche based for for adults. Like we can have something that's kind of like right in the middle. And I feel like this movie it speaks to your your it speaks to you in an intellectual way, but yes. it also gives you the action things that, you know, bring about a sense of catharsis and gives you that entertainment value. So I, I like the fact that there it's it's really synergizing both of that. Like it's feeding my mind. Yeah. Like I left away like thinking about space and science and wanting to like learn more and yeah. also like, yeah, this shit is dope. Like, yeah. Is that, and, and the little characters like, you know, like um uh I keep saying Corey Glover, but like uh Donald Glover's like astrophysicist character who's uh you know who comes up with a cool idea and you know, all different types of scientists and how <laughs> and how, how, how they're working how they're right. working these problems is great. And the last the other thing I love about this is the message. The overall message is, and w- which is what, I mean, I'm not going to, well, it's hard to spoil it, but whatever. The, the, the overall message, which is given, which is like life or in general, you're going to do, you're going to be in some situation, 
somewhere in some kind of way and there's going to be a lot of problems sometimes life threatening yeah. sometimes not and you can make a choice yeah. to either like lay down and die you or could, forget it or you, you could, can you work could build a shelter build a shelter or, or be a windmill build, exactly. or or like you said you can make a choice to lay that down or you can just work the problem right. and 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 and, and make one, one problem once you solve another there'll be another you work exactly. a bunch of series of problems and then you get yourself out of it right. just have yourself in a place to be able to like this is happening to me let me work the problem let me work the problem right. let me work the problem then ultimately you solve a series of problems and then you survive and it's kind of like a good philosophy in life it's a good philosophy in business it's a good philosophy think, in, in relationships I think it's that's a good it. philosophy in survival that's it like the movie the movie highlighted human persistence human will yeah like don't give up yeah work the problem like, no matter what the circumstances no how matter how dire they are like right. you can still find a, 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 a stream of hope yeah okay, so I so, have a question for the yes. two of you so yeah. now that we've seen two pretty probably very successful um, uh, outer space movies mm-hmm. which one is better or not better but which one did you like the most Interstellar or The Martian uh, you know it, 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 it's it's slightly troublesome to me that people are comparing Interstellar and Martian I, I think that like once you see it, The Martian you realize it's not, not not a fair comparison but there is a comparison to the there. What, what's great about Interstellar what people like Neil deGrasse Tyson loved about Interstellar and he said this on record a few times is mm-hmm. it's a movie where every all the heroes are scientists everyone in that movie is a scientist right. even Matthew McConaughey is a scientist and they're all up there doing science and in fact that they're like astronauts going up as a, they're, not, they're not astronauts swashbuckling they're all scientists trying to trying to get work the problem and figure things out through science. That's very cool. Like the heroes in the movies, the first time the heroes in the movies are all lab coat nerds, you mm-hmm. know, doing stuff. And I think that's great about Interstellar. Uh, very similar thing to The Martian. It's presented like these guys are all sort of like they're astronauts, but they're all scientists and engineers trying to work a problem. That to me is the only comparison. Okay. Um, but, and there's NASA. There's NASA in both. I think another comparison is that um, they didn't they didn't stray too far. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't the movie isn't built that much off of fantasy. A lot of what we see scientifically is actual true science. It's, it's, it's positive. It's so, plausible. Exactly. So yeah. I like that about it. That you know, they're they're actually it's it's a teaching moment. They're actually teaching the audience what's happening in science and technology and what what is plausible, possible, probable, all of that. Yeah. And and I think in a way it's promoting young younger minds and even older minds to right. like want to right. dig a little deeper in terms of like maybe investing you know their time in education. In, in the STEM program or sending their kids to, you know, pro- space camp. Or exactly, yeah. stuff like yeah. that. I think I think that is the takeaway for me. Yeah, I mean, that's what I noticed from Interstellar after the movie came out. I go to JPL whenever they, they open it, and I'm seeing more kids there now. Yeah. I mean, like, there's obviously you bring little kids because they get to see, you know, spaceships, and you get to see the, you know, control the command center, control center, or whatever. Yeah. But I'm noticing a lot of, like, people my age, maybe um, high school students um, that are not just like, oh, we love space. Like, right. it's actually people that are just like, I'm actually kind of interested, and it's just really cool to see that these movies are starting to bring in more people to to learn more so I completely agree I just wanted to know if anyone actually had any crazy like no Interstellar was better well I mean the two different I I loved Interstellar people a lot of people didn't like Interstellar I loved Interstellar Mm because I loved Christopher Nolan I thought that the filmmaking was great I didn't love the ending of Interstellar kind of where it took us Yeah, but I'm okay with it Uh, I love but I literally love The Martian from beginning to end but the other one I throw in there is Gravity um, but, That's right. But, I did forget about gravity. But the three, but in the, in the three of those movies, you know, uh, gravity came under the most f- fire for like the the science person, and just, yeah. just in terms of like the way objects behave in space. Yeah. 
uh, there's there's a lot of dramatic license taken that from, from the movie, and people like Neil deGrasse Tyson went on big rants about how it's oh, this is no good. Neil deGrasse Tyson goes on rants about everything. He does, and so and then then Interstellar came out, and people were like, you know, kind of mostly like this is this is plot. This is, this is all this stuff that seems to be rooted in something that's real, even though we're talking about abstract things we that we don't know, like black holes. And then The Martian, for the most part, you know, you can you can nitpick a lot of stuff in The Martian, but for the most part, they're pretty they're they're, they're pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, there's a good they, article. Did, they did their homework. Yeah, there's a good article in The Guardian uh, about that that speaks to that. So it goes through like what you know how things behave and what and, and how how close do they get things right uh, in terms of some of the things that Matt Damon did on Mars. Um, it's cool. Kind of also, there's, there's a bit of MacGyver in that whole thing. I kept thinking of like MacGyver the whole the whole time Hi. too. MacGyver on Mars. Anyway, uh, literally two more quick notes when we get out of here. Um, Daniel Craig is just he, he he's he did one interview and it's like the interview that like shot fired around the world. He did one interview sort of saying like. Uh, I'm ready to move on. I'd rather slip my wrist than be doing another James Bond. That's what he said. Yeah, he said that, but I think it's kind of—I don't say it's taken out of context. But I think the, what he was saying is, I just finished this movie. Don't come to me after I finished a movie of getting beat up for I, fucking three months. I don't take it that way. And, 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 so and then crazy. say, and then say, I don't want to do it. But he, but he did go on to say that you know the only because he did say like the only reason I would do another one is if you pay me, it would be for the money. Like if wow. they pay me the money, I'll, I'll, take I'll be him, for the money. I'll take him straight for it. I don't think yeah. he wants to do another movie. No, yeah. I think he's tell. he's tired. He's done. Like it's it's taxing on him. He and can't do his other time, movies. His body, all of that. Like I think he's over it. Yeah, I mean, wow, he I may be. In, yeah, and he's also said like he mentioned like I got to worry about looking like James Bond. I got to get myself in shape. I'm getting older. I can't, you know, yeah. all this, all, all the pressure that comes around and the responsibility of being James Bond and also being James Bond for a movie and then also. But then again, like you're complaining. No, but that, but that but he said that he said that being said, it's a huge responsibility that I love it. It's like I would jump at the chance, to, I jumped at the chance to do it, and then so all I want to do with this franchise is leave it is in a good place for the next guy to come do yeah. it, and the next guy should really like you know embrace it because it's a great opportunity. But he's yeah. like, for me, yeah, I'm I, good now because I'm rich you know. now. Yeah, I, I mean, made, like, I made all, all my money off of it. I mean, four. I mean, four movies. If you look at the if you look at the the the, the thing, I mean, four is it four four. I mean, I think Pierce but, only did four. He did Connery, four. Connery, how many did he do? Connery did yeah, six. He, he did Okay. Six, yeah. Connery did six. Roger Moore did six. Uh, you know, Timothy Dalton did two. Um, uh, uh, George Lazenby did one. Yeah, uh, there's a reason. Um, and then who else is uh, Pierce did four, and then he did four. So, yeah. so six is six was six is the the number for like. You know, yeah, but Connery loved being Bond for, for a long well, time. Well, Connery did seven. If you count Never Say Never again, which nope. was like, uh, which, you know, I, I liked that when it came out at the time. I, I didn't like it. But I saw it in 1983. I was like 12. And I saw it. That's the last time I saw it. He had the toupee and everything. I, I need to watch that again, actually. Uh, um, I remember liking it at the time, but maybe it might, it might not hold up these days. But yeah, no, I feel uh, bad for Daniel Craig because I know just like Harrison Ford has talked about, he'll, he he will never be uh, Indiana Jones again, um, well, obviously. He's, a, he's and, 75 and years with, old. Like, Antonio, and like Antonio Banderas, after he did his last Zorro movie, he was just like, there were so many pill yeah, bottles 50. to help me going through everything. Yeah. You know, kind of stuff. But like, they still loved their title. They just won't do the movie again. And I, and I, and I will say that it's hard to say because you you know, you look at like guy like Harrison Ford who was really like, he's he's been, you know, when, with Han Solo, like he was cool. He was done with Han Solo after Star Wars. He was like, was. like this, you know, this, I've told the story has been told. I mean, I'm cool on it. And then they talked him back in the Empire Strikes Back. And the reason why they froze in Carbonite because it, actually all the actors signed the three picture deals except for Harrison Ford. He was yep. like, eh, I'm not sure. And, I, after, I, and after Empire Strikes Back, he's like, eh, I'm not sure. I and could I, get it from the perspective. Yeah. Like, you don't yeah. want to be boxed in as, hey, that's yeah. what you, that's what you are. That's what you right. do. I only yeah. see you as that. Like, you want to be able to try different roles and, right. and, you, and use your, your gift of acting in a different way. 
But I mean, there's tons of people that would love to have that opportunity. Exactly. Yep. So it's and, like, and the whole like cause the revisionist. I mean, the the you know like. Uh, uh, Terrence Ford spent 35 years of like rolling his eyes every time someone brought up Han Solo and now at Comic Con he's like almost in tears like I'm back at being Han Solo and it really means a lot to me right. so, it's also been like a know. really long time though yeah well, it's been like 35 years so he's yeah. at and, and to that point I have to go on all Harrison Ford but he's also reprising his role as Deckard in uh, Blade Runner 2 yep. so him and Ryan Gosling so that's a he, he came back to Deckard uh, he didn't want to do that he read the script really Scott gave him the script and he said it's the best script I've ever read yeah. so he's doing that uh, he did another Indiana Jones film yeah, but he probably shouldn't you. have so I don't know. I mean, I mean, I felt bad for Harrison Ford in the last one, but uh, in the last um, Indiana Jones, Jones yeah, because I was wasn't like, good. poor guy. But wasn't like, good. but for Blade Runner, he's mostly probably just going to be talking the whole time. Not yeah, and he, and he's going to and they're handing that off franchise off and making it into a franchise and giving it to Ryan Gosling, yeah, so yeah. he's probably going to die in it. So we'll see what happens. Oh. Uh, um, I wonder, if, and I also wonder. I'm digress because we're gonna almost out of time here, but I also yeah. wonder about you know if. Han will be in all three movies, all three Star Wars movies. If 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 if, if the original people, Luke, Han, Leia, Chewie, are, will they be in all three of the new movies? Or are they only so. going to be in the I first one? So. I don't think so. Is it a handoff, so. or they, are they are they going to be part of the? I think they're just there to to really get the it's yeah, a handoff. Get, yeah, it's definitely a handoff, a handoff because yeah. we don't even know if this is going to be successful. Oh, I love it. Please, I mean, okay. most Star please. Wars, most Star Wars right? fans are like, hey, <laughs> like, no, no. this is going to be amazing. But I, I also agree with Achilles at the same time. Even though I, I love Star Wars, it's, I'm I'm all it's about a it. Shut it's a slight, it's a slight chance. But you never know. Slight chance it might be whack. No chance that this is going to be whack. Zero zero chance. I mean, that's how I felt about when the prequel came out and I was just like what have you uh, done to my series yeah but this is J.J. Abrams who hasn't who's only misfired once hey. no, every, every, well, every gun misfires yeah. uh, and every, even, even that which, which which was in a Super 8 whatever it is but that, I actually even, liked Super 8 even that was pretty good yeah. it's, it's, kind of a, it's a kind of a we'll Spielberg see. homage but I, it was I'm, good I'm gonna watch it they're gonna get all my money Good um, or bad is a handoff. All right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of handoffs, and, and this is the last story, F. Gary Gray looks like he's uh, he's he, a they, handoff. <laughs> well, you know they've been having a hard time finding a director for uh, for Fast Eight. Uh, you know Justin Lin, obviously, about, he he's the guy who's the Fast Eight guy, but mm-hmm. he went to do True Detective, so wasn't available to do the other one. Then again, and, and couldn't make the turnaround, so he turned it down when when they wanted to do Fast Seven so quickly, turned it down, mm-hmm. and now they want to do Fast Eight. He's off directing a new Star Wars Star Trek movie, so he's not available. Um, James Wan, who directed who directed Seven, apparently didn't get along with Vin Diesel. You know, which really? isn't which isn't the first time that's happened. Uh, Vin, Vin Diesel, for good or for bad, is notoriously uh, you know d- d- difficult to work with, and what, you know we take that for what it may mean. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean he's the, this is kind of his first go around as a star is what happened to him, and he kind of went into Hollywood jail for a while, and then he's back, and now he's back with all with all the power again, and he's the witch hunter, and he's doing stuff again, and so you know word the street that those those things that were coming out, like he was he was saying I'm going to direct eight. That's where he was at. I'm directing oh, it. Vin Diesel? Yeah. Oh, he, he didn't should. he direct the first one, right? No. Yeah. The first one? I believe so. I'm going to look it up. But no, I no, think, no. I believe uh, so. No, no. He did not direct the first one. The I guy think. who directed. Or he had some type of direction, direct, director credit, something. Because the first one, no, he, uh, the first one was directed, I forget the guy's name, but he's. Uh, it's Justin Lin. No, 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 per- no, no. Is the person who who directed the first Fast and Furious? No, 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 no. The first per- the person who directed the first, first Fast and Furious is a director who was dope at the time. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Look it up. That was, that was 2009. I'm looking at because the, there's so many. They're all like the same. It's the Fast and Furious. My bad. Rob uh, Cohen. Rob Cohen, yeah. yeah. So Rob Cohen directed the first one. He yeah, directed a, a couple other movies like Stealth and some other cool I stuff. And he was he was a good action guy at the time who's kind of fallen off since. But um, man, they've had a different. But if, 
yeah, director I mean, a lot of the time. Until Justin Lane. Yeah, until Justin so, Lane. So, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, Rob Cohen and then it was John Singleton directed the second one and then Justin Lin did three, four, five, and six. Then John Singleton did two Fast, two Furious. Right. And then, and then, then Justin, Justin Lin did, did three, four, five, six. James Wan did And then Wan did seven yeah. and then now F. Gary Gray. Jeez. I think Vin Diesel should just do it. I think it'd be better. It's uh, the last one. Yeah. I mean, might, might as Cap well go it off, out with right? Yeah. Exactly. I agree. I don't know. It's up to you. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so Def Gary Gray, by the way, is, um, is going to direct the, the is probably going to direct Fast Eight, and okay. he directed Straight Outta Compton. He's got some heat on him. Uh, you competent, watch it. I, I'm cool with Jeff Gary Gray. He did a great job with uh, the Italian Job action movie. Oh, he did. Uh, do he that did a great job he? with Set It Off. He did a great job with The Negotiator. So he's he's an action guy, and I think that he will. This is it. Might be it's a good fit. All right. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, Gary's dope. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good fit. So I'm cool. I'm cool with him. Um, that's all we got. That's it. Yep. All right. All right, that's all I got. Uh, uh, what movies are you guys seeing in the next couple of weeks? Oh, uh, I still have to see Black Mass. Uh, oh yeah, you gotta tell me about the uh, Jobs, set. Steve Jobs. But yeah, oh, yeah Jobs so starts guys, today. I was yeah. gonna ask about that. Are you guys gonna see? Yeah, Steve Jobs, Jobs is today. Movie. Something else is today. A pan. A pan. That's getting I'll pan. Leave, I'll leave that to you. <laughs> uh, I'm not watching. Right, let, me get, let me get a quick look. It's Jobs. It's it's come on load load load. What's the other oh, one? the walk. There it is. Uh, that's another one. Uh, I heard that it was giving people vertigo. The walk is getting yeah because it's it's good, but it, it's it, the reviews are through the roof on the walk. The reviews uh, through the roof on Steve Jobs. Pan is getting Pan ninety nine homes. Knock knock. The Martian Hotel Transylvania Sicario. Um, the intern. I'm an intern. Where do I sit? I'm gonna watch. Uh, that. Black Mass, Everest. That's all I got. Uh, oh, uh, this week. Next week. Next week. Uh, Crimson Peak. I'm excited about. I got uh, Bridge of Spies. I'm excited about, about that. That's the really one. Bridge of Spies. That's next week. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and Goosebumps, which I'm excited about. All right. All right. Well, we'll see you. We'll have more to talk about in all of those instances. Where can and they find you? You can find me. Oh, thank you very much. You can find Akili at <laughs> where? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can find me at Akili Shine at Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Joe K. Braswell, Instagram, Twitter, and Periscope. Thank you so much. And Alexa, we're going to kiss on you. Oh, at ATORS890. Great. We Have a week. Good weekend, guys. Okay, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.
The following is a presentation of the Black Hollywood.